welcome to episode 49 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. This episode will also be featured on the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. It's another astronomy podcast that features episodes from a broad range of contributors talking about a broad range of astronomical topics, but without the strange jokes that are featured in my podcast. So let's now turn on the random number generator. Look. And there's a blinking red light on the front panel of the random number generator, which I'll need to check later. The coordinates from the generator are 22 hours, 48 minutes, 43.5 seconds right ascension, and negative 44 degrees, 31 minutes, 44 seconds declination. This points to an object called Hibel S1063 in the constellation Grus. Located at a distance of about 5 billion light-years, or 1530 megaparsecs, Abel S1063 is one of many clusters of galaxies identified by George Abel in his multiple surveys of the sky in the 20th century. While a large number of Abel's clusters were identified in catalogs published in the 1950s, 1960s, and 1970s, Abel S1063 was first identified in a catalog published in 1989. George Abel passed away in 1983, and while his work was continued by Harold Corwin and Ronald Alduin, they decided to list George Abel as the lead author of the science paper in 1989 that contained the rest of his survey work, including the information about the Abel cluster that I will be talking about in this episode. So, as far as I can tell... The S in the name Abel S1063 is supposed to indicate that this is in the southern part of the night sky. During the 20th century, all of the world's best ground-based observatories were based in the Northern Hemisphere, which meant that things visible from the Northern Hemisphere tended to be discovered sooner and tended to be studied more deeply than things only visible from the Southern Hemisphere. This is definitely the case for Abel S1063, which, as I mentioned before, was only discovered slightly more than three decades ago. However, astronomers soon found out that they had been missing out on something very exciting by ignoring the Southern Hemisphere for so long. First of all, this is one of the most luminous nearby clusters of galaxies in terms of X-ray emission. While all of the clusters of galaxies discovered by George Abel were identified as such based on the concentrations of galaxies seen in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum, clusters of galaxies also contain very thin but very hot gas with temperatures of tens of millions of degrees Celsius that produces very strong X-ray emission. Abel S1063 specifically seems to contain much more intergalactic gas, also called intracluster gas, than the average cluster of galaxies, and the gas is actually hotter than the gas seen in most other clusters of galaxies. 
However, what's even more interesting about Abel S-1063 is that it is so massive that it can gravitationally distort the light from galaxies that are behind it. This can cause a variety of effects. Some of these individual distant galaxies actually appear in multiple places in the sky around the cluster. Some galaxies look abnormally bright, and the light from some galaxies has been distorted into really large, skinny arcs that you can see in some of the really nice Hubble Space Telescope images of the cluster. ABLS 1063 is not physically interacting with any of these distant galaxies, it's just that the light gets distorted by the cluster, which results in the creation of weird arcs and multiple images of some of the galaxies behind the cluster. This phenomenon is called gravitational lensing, and astronomers like using observations of gravitational lensing to measure the masses of the objects that are causing the distortion, which in this case is the cluster Abel S1063 itself. So, the mass of this cluster has been measured by looking at and modeling the X-ray emission for the intergalactic or intercluster gas, and by modeling the gravitational lensing effects. And both of these methods have demonstrated that the cluster has a mass of about 2.5 quadrillion times the mass of the Sun. To repeat that, that is the digit 2, the digit 5, followed by 14 zeros. That's quite a bit. The mass of the cluster is actually divided up between the galaxies, the intercluster gas, and dark matter. The galaxies actually seem to constitute only about a couple of percent of the total mass of the cluster. The gas constitutes between 10-15% of the mass, and the rest is actually dark matter. Aside from the fact that Abel S1063 is really massive, and that it creates really cool gravitationally lensed images of other galaxies, it's worth mentioning a couple of other things about the cluster. First of all, observations of the motions of the galaxies within the cluster, along with the really high temperature of the intercluster gas, indicate that Abel S1063 is not just a simple sphere of gas, galaxies, and dark matter. Instead, it seems like this really big cluster of galaxies recently formed from the merger of two smaller clusters of galaxies. Clusters of galaxies actually merge with each other all the time, although it does take billions of years. Still, it's really impressive to see this happening on such a large scale. Second, the gravitational lensing by Abel S1063 can sometimes make very distant objects look much brighter, and some astronomers have spent time looking for very distant galaxies that would otherwise be too faint to see if their light was not gravitationally lensed. I found a couple of science papers that describe finding one galaxy that is so far away that the light that we are seeing now was emitted less than 1 billion years after the Big Bang. Models of the observations indicate that we are seeing this distant galaxy when it was less than 300 million years old. So that is what makes Abel S1063 so exciting to astronomers. And the place on the Earth's surface corresponding to the location of Abel S1063 in the sky is about one-third of the distance from Gough Island to South Georgia in the Atlantic Ocean. This is actually rather close to the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which is where the Earth's crust is splitting apart, which is the opposite of what's happening in Abel S1063 where clusters are merging together, so don't try to read much of anything into this association of locations. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. 
You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. You can also find this podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects from the Freesound project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. 